0: The content of the Think Dementia podcast is based on the individual opinion and experiences of Amy House, and should not be used as or in place of medical care. Think Dementia recommends you consult a physician if you have medical concerns for yourself or a loved one. This disclaimer also extends to any guests or content creators of the show. And now, let's Think Dementia. everyone. This is Amy House and welcome to the Think Dementia podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And I just wanted to say that today's question is um, is really important. I think that there are going to be a lot of care partners out there that this rings true with and that are looking for some guidance. So I believe we'll probably do a three-part episode to cover this very important topic. This is Carol calling, and my husband is having some, um, well, he doesn't want to clean up as much as he used to be, uh, like brushing his teeth and taking a shower, uh, shaving, the things that he needs to be doing to look good each day. How do I get him started on this? Well, thank you so much for your question. I, again, think that this probably is pretty common. In this first episode, I'm going to talk about how to think dementia when it comes to bathing and hygiene. We have to think about the changes that are happening in the brain and what that means for that person living with dementia. Then in the second episode, we're going to talk a little bit about how to get somebody to the shower. Because sometimes that's half the battle, right? And ideas on how to get somebody to actually get to the shower. Or if they can't get to the shower, what else could we do to maintain their hygiene? And last but not least, the third episode, we're going to talk about what do you do once you're in the shower? I recently went to Turkey with my husband for two weeks and I experienced what's called a Turkish bath or hamami. And I think it would be really interesting to talk about that situation because I didn't know what was going on, what was happening. I was completely um, at the whim of this woman who was bathing me. And I have to tell you, there are some things that she did that really made me feel safe and calm. And I think those are the exact same things that we could do if somebody living with dementia is being bathed and they're not sure what's going to happen next. Those are the things I was experiencing, and I want to compare them a little bit. So let's talk about what's going on. There are many different reasons, based on changes that are happening in the brain, that bathing and hygiene can be such a challenge, which is hard for the care partner. Also, it's not a reflection on the person or their personality or their personal taste, or um, you know, it it really is about what's happening in the brain. And so we have to think dementia and learn about what's happening in the brain in order to understand and try to problem solve what might be going on here that we need to adjust or change so that their brain can work with us. The first is that they're having vision changes. Usually the troubles with bathing start in the middle stages of the disease, sometimes in the early stages, but the middle stage of the disease can be really challenging because somebody can start having incontinence and then you really want to make sure that they're getting bathed well. They are losing their peripheral eyesight. So if you put your um, hands up in two little circles and put them up to your eyes like you're looking through a pair of binoculars, that is the vision of somebody in the middle stages of this disease where, you know, you want to help them in the shower because they, they need help, but they think they can do it themselves, but they're starting to miss some areas or perhaps they're just freezing up when they get in there. And so when you're looking through those binoculars, notice what you're missing. You can't see things that are happening to the side. If you look down at your shirt, tell me, is there something on your shirt right now? You can't really see what's going on um, on your shirt or on yourself. And so this loss of peripheral vision really just makes the world a lot smaller as to what you can look at and try to make sense of. The next area that is affected that can really interfere with showering or bathing would be their language and comprehension. Now, when somebody's part of, when the part of the brain is damaged where you have your language, that means that there are words that come out of other people's mouths that you just don't understand. Imagine that somebody is talking to you in another language and you're picking up maybe one or two words, maybe 50% of the time. So, That can be really confusing when somebody's going to help you with something and you don't know what they're trying to help you with. The person is going on your nonverbal cues, so they're looking around the room, they're looking at their surroundings and trying to piece together what's happening. And this can be really challenging if they don't know what you're about to do and you want to do a shower. But another thing that can be affected with dementia is their smell. And the bottom line is that your brain learns about smells as you age and it decides which smells are good and which smells are bad. And um, for somebody living with dementia, they may have had some damage to that part of the brain where the brain can smell something, but it doesn't seem bad. And so you might think, wow, there is a lot of body odor here or they've had some incontinence. How do they not smell that? Hey there, listeners. This is Amy House with Think Dementia. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you may realize now that during this dementia journey, you need to do more than just love someone. You need to learn how to adapt, and to do that, you have to think dementia. If you have found that helpful to listen to the podcast, please consider a monetary contribution. You can go and support the podcast by going to the website buymeacoffee.com backslash Dementia. The information is also on my website, think-dementia.com. Thank you so much for your support. It's, again, not a reflection on the person and them thinking that, oh, this is fine to smell like this. They just do not have the ability to interpret those signals from their nose to their brain and say, oh, my goodness, this stinks. Another thing that's happening with the senses would be the sensory part of the brain is now in a position of getting damaged where they may be over-sensitized or undersensitized, And what I mean is that your brain connects all all the nerves in your body. And so when you p- place your hand on something, your hand tells your brain, hey, I'm on something, and your brain decides, oh, it's okay. It's it's just a table. That's fine. This all happens in split seconds, and, and we are not aware of it. But if you put your hand on something hot, the brain's going to interpret it as, oh, my goodness, that's hot. Pick the hand up. Get away from that. It's going to hurt us. So when you have that part of the brain damaged, that really feels for your safety and feels your surroundings and knows what's going on, that can mean that someone could have an oversensitized sense there where the person feels pain, even when something shouldn't feel painful. Maybe you're just rubbing a um, sponge on their back, but to them it feels like sandpaper or it feels like nails on a chalkboard. For some reason, they just don't like that feeling. Pay attention to some of those things because it could be the tools that you're using in the bathroom are just not soft enough if somebody's really overly sensitive. Another thing is that the person may also be undersensitized, where when they have pain or they should have pain, the body's not interpreting it. So, maybe they have a big bruise on their arm from a fall, and you're like, oh my goodness, does that hurt? And they're like, nope, I don't, it's fine. They don't feel anything. And again, it's just, again, the signals are getting mixed up. But this means even the smallest touch could be misinterpreted by the brain as pain. And so, I have seen individuals who are very very sensitive to the cold more than anyone i know they they respond like it's needles like it's just hurting them so much and that's what their brain is deciding to feel at that moment and and that's true for them at that moment we can't convince somebody that no it's okay let me just turn the fan up you'll see it's not needles we can't do that. Again, the brain's interpreting it that way. So if somebody is acting like something's painful, we need to back off and figure out a different way to handle this. And in that situation, if somebody's really cold, we want to figure out, okay, how can we warm this up? How can we keep them warm? Because apparently cold air feels really, really bad for them. And another example I had, I had a, a somebody whose wife visited him every day, and she talked about how many times she would come in and she'd just put a hand on his shoulder and say, Hey, honey. And he would jump and swat her arm away and say, Ow, oh, what are you trying to hurt me for? And she was so puzzled by that. And, um, At some point, she did come to some training with me and and spend some time doing some education in the support group and found out that, again, his brain might have been misinterpreting that. So just touching his shoulder, just barely touching his shoulder to him, it was painful. And that, again, doesn't mean that he has a shoulder problem. It's talking about the problems that are happening in the brain. So those are some of the challenges that are happening to a person's brain, the changes that are happening there that really create those challenges in a bathing situation. They create challenges in a lot of situations, but bathing especially is really complicated. Um, We're looking at a room that is echoey. So I talked about how somebody may not be able to comprehend the words that you're saying to them. Well, now let's add to the fact that it's echoing in here and there's a background noise of a shower going. And let's add to it that we've taken out their hearing aids if they're hearing impaired. So they're really just looking around the room trying to make sense of everything. And that can, again, just be so distressing so we have sensory changes and language and comprehension changes but then let's add to that the short term memory issues that the person has probably been having for a long period of time if they have a dementia like alzheimers and so the person you know may agree to a shower they might you might convince them of everything and then by the time you get up there to the bathroom or to the shower They have forgotten that. And you have to try to explain everything again. So think in the moment, you know, think about where am I asking these questions? Am I asking it down in the living room or in the car ride home? Or am I asking it in the room that we need to be in, which is the bathroom where the shower is? And last but not least, another part of those memories that have been changing is their emotional memories. Now, that's an area of the brain that they keep. And so if they've had bad experiences in the shower because maybe somebody's pushed them too far to just get it done, that can create those emotional memories. And that person then might not want to go in the shower again Or they might think, you know, I'm not even going to go in the bathroom because I don't remember what happened, but I know I just don't like it in there. So you really want to make sure that you're thinking about all these changes that are happening to the brain so that you don't push somebody to the point where it's a bad experience because those emotional memories will remain and they'll know, I don't like it in there. I don't know why, but I don't like it. So that can really put a, a big roadblock up. These are some of the reasons that, you know, people are having these challenges with hygiene. I hope it helped you to understand why these changes are happening because the brain is changing. Again, it's not a reflection on the person It really is just a reflection of what's happening in their brain, and you're seeing it in an area that stands out more than maybe some other things that have come along so far in this journey. Hygiene is really important to us and important to your well-being overall. So again, it's one of those things that come along that really can just stand out as this is a big change. This is something really big. And I hope it helped you to understand a little bit about what's going on in the brain, that causes all those changes and why somebody may not want to get in the shower. All right. We will continue this with the next episode and talk about some tips on how to get somebody to the shower because, like I said, sometimes that's that's half the issue right there is can we even get into the shower? Please keep the questions coming. This is great. I can see every day the numbers changing on the podcast and see how many people that this is helping. And I just wanted to ask you, if you have time, please rate the podcast by giving it a number of stars or write a review for it so that other people can find the podcast. That's how it works. The more ratings and reviews, the more likely it is to show up in somebody's search when they're looking for help with a podcast and searching for the word dementia. So you can help spread the word and I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you next time more about bathing tips. Hey everyone, this is Amy House, and I would love to hear from you. If you go to my website, www.think-dementia.com, you can record a message about the person you're caring for, or maybe a question for yourself and how you can get more support. Again, that's www.think-dementia.com, where you can leave a recording with SpeakPipe, or you can contact me through the contact page.